All right, so whenever you're ready, Theo. Thank you, Ben. Having a little sip of, what is that, apple juice? <laughs> yeah, juice. this is this is the apple juice you get in hospital, because uh, welcome to Punta Vista. Uh, my name is Theo, and... Oh, sorry, I'm a bit disoriented, because I've just woken up from surgery in this hospital bed. Um, that's right. I've just woken up from surgery with a brand new dump truck ass. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do with the old one? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, but it was soiled. <laughs> no one would take it. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to, to lockdown, like finishing, so I can, uh, you know, go to the clubs, make it clap, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. work this absolute... And you get the idea. Yeah, you know what they say, uh, mm-hmm. if you make an ass clap in your own home, but there's no one around to hear it. <laughs> Did that ass really clap? Certainly not. Um, and also waking up in the hospital bed beside mine is Lucy. And um, she's looking down and seeing her brand new pair of huge naturals. Wow. I mean, how could you have new huge naturals? Oh, we'll get into that. Are they someone else's? Is these someone else's <laughs> baps? Lucy, how, how do you how are you enjoying them? What do you what do you reckon? Are you gonna I'm enjoying them. Uh, they're okay. enormous. Are uh, they comical? <laughs> I feel like a uh, cartoon rabbit, but uh, mm-hmm. I do also feel like a naughty little thotty and also a baddie. Oh, so <laughs> And also your uh, insurance no longer covers back pain and issues. <laughs> That's so. right. Very sorry about that. And I assume they're great. Um I'm not gonna be looking at them out of respect. But Thank you. Enjoy, enjoy them. I <laughs> simply respect you too much to look at your new huge natties. <laughs> and of course, who's this coming around in the uh, third hospital bed? But Ben, Ben, you've got some oh, just wonderful new feet there. Uh, absolutely oh. gorgeous. Slightly wet, as if they'd been dabbed around in a toilet before now. But I think they'll start to get the the Instagram cash flowing, uh, etc. Have I got Andrew's feet? <laughs> when you can't have Andrew's feet because in the fourth bed is Doctor. There was there was four of us. Who what the Andrew and the the guy Andrew in the fourth bed? What what happened? What happened to him? And the doctor says. Who do you think gave you that thunderous ass, huge daddies, and toilet slapping feet? I will miss him, but uh, I will say I found him very distracting to work with while he had those huge majumbos. Yeah, I really changed the dynamic. You don't expect them when you when you first meet him. He kept insisting that we have a webcam component of the podcast, which I was quite <laughs> resistant to. And I didn't want to say it's because I couldn't stare at your huge jug, ju- jugs yeah, and also and, yeah. you know, think of stuff to yeah. say. It was also weird that he wanted us to start recording on Chatterbait. Mm. <laughs> doing it in Google Video. We kind of talked around on that one. but <laughs> yeah, He was never quite clear on what extra functionality that that would have given us. <laughs> God bless him. God it's bless his birthday, him. which is why he's and not. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> which is why he's dead. He decided he that uh, 39 was the perfect point mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I'm out. That's the peak. 
Why do you need any more number. years? What do you got? What do you got past 39? You got nothing. Classic classic prime number, of course. Nope. Yep. <laughs> but fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's also episode 216. Yeah, I wasn't going to. matters to any. Yeah, I don't think anyone really cares. For any reason. Plus, the, episode the less. Episode 1AA the... after Andrew. Maybe if you've era. got your. In... <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you've got like your entire uh, like series of episodes just all dumped in a folder and by some weird mistake they're all just like randomly named mm. and so you have to listen to each one to work out where you, which number they are to work out whether it's the next one that you should listen to yeah if that happened sort of doing a bubble sort i think on your podcasts and we can talk about different types of, say, sorting trees or methods any other time that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's time to talk about some weird shit that Lucy likes. Uh, and that is, of course, aeroplanes. Do you prefer saying airplanes or aeroplanes? I like aeroplanes. That's fun. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, me too. I don't know why it would be old-timey. weird. I mean, lots of lots of kids like aeroplanes. Yeah, and they you're like a them for a woman. reason. They like them for a reason. They're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like planes oh. because they're interesting <laughs> That's you, mate Wow, is that me? Is that what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> I just think they're neat uh, It is, of course, time for Plainly Speaking uh, This is your captain speaking Please return your seats to their upright positions As we are coming in hot on another edition of Plainly Speaking And that's, yep that's it. Plain watch. Uh, I have a story here from the Associated Press. Uh, Italy police stop man suspected of snatching winning ticket. Uh, not a lot of plane content. Not in immediately. That headline. Yeah, plane but heavy. Bear, bear with me here. Uh, border police at Rome's main airport. There we go. On Sunday, prevented a Naples tobacco shop owner suspected of running off with the customer's winning game ticket for boarding a flight to the Canary Islands. Italian news reports said. <laughs> the man didn't have the filched card worth five hundred thousand euros on himself, but he did have a plane ticket for Fuerteventura, one of the Spain's Canary Islands. The La Presse news agency said. It is so wonderful. Mm. I don't know what his plan was there. What was the plan? Uh, the, I like, feel like he was just making it up as he goes along, surely. Did, did somebody oh. else have the ticket and was going separately? Or had he been like, hey, just wire me the cash when I get to the Canary Islands? Uh, hard Please. to imagine what he was thinking. Mm. Uh, the man, who hasn't been identified... But we guarantee his name is either Giuseppe or Mario. Was wanted for investigation of suspected theft. That's the man alleged. He's naughty. He's <laughs> evil. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he might be Wa Giuseppe. Wa. Wa Giuseppe. Strangely, not racist. <laughs> That's how you tell them apart. <laughs> Uh, the man allegedly snatched the ticket and dashed off on his motor scooter uh-huh. after the customer on Friday had asked the shop in a working-class <laughs> neighbourhood of Naples to verify the wind, which is the top prize. That rules, because she would have had to watch him go all the way away. 
Yeah, just on be his like, Vespa. Oh, but just going out the back to check your ticket here. He's like, so long, suckers. <laughs> uh, we keep the machine out in the parking lot. Oh, okay, that's weird. Oh, that's <laughs> you hear the sound of him trying to start his moped a couple of times. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, the older woman had purchased two scratch and win cards. She asked a shop employee to verify the win. The employee then passed the card to one of the shop's owners for a final check. Italian news report said, but instead he allegedly kept the card and raced off on his motor scooter through Naples. <laughs> That's the perfect crime. What a what a silly place. A very evocative way to describe it as well. Like raced off on his motor scooter through Naples to me implies like a chase, like a cavorting. Like if you just said he then went home on his moped, I'd be like, ah, oh, okay, so he just like, like drove off gone? normally. But this is him, like, weaving through some, like, He's ancient alleyways and stuff. winding through the streets mm. on his little Vespa. Ducking under panes of glass. Yep. Exploding <laughs> through stacks of watermelons. Uh, he is now free on his own recognizance, LaPresse said. Uh, to thwart anyone from illegally cashing in, authorities at the Italian tax office, which runs the scratch and win operation, froze the entire block of car numbers that have been distributed to the tobacco shop. Investigators are still looking for the game card. Wait, did he work there? Like, how did he get hand of the game card? I think he... Did it say that he owned the place? Then why don't they know who he is? (laughs) No, no, they know who he is. They just haven't... Oh, they just can't find him. No, they've got him. They've arrested him. They just haven't identified them to the press, I think. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Uh, But he's buried the card somewhere. He's secreted (laughs) it away. (laughs) I think it's sort of like a it's a mad, 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 mad world situation. He's Haven't buried them under a... Oh, my God. You've got to watch It's a Mad, Mad, <laughs> Mad, Mad World. A wonderful film. But it's buried somewhere under a giant W for Wild Giuseppe. And that would be a great joke if you had seen the movie <laughs> I can kind It's of a make Mad, it, Mad, yeah, Mad, Mad I'd World. I'd get it from context. Yeah. Or if you'd seen it parodied in The Simpsons, perhaps. I wouldn't have recognized oh, it. Oh, all right. I gotcha. Yeah, now I'm was. with you. Well, that's the latest news from Italy, but now it's time for the latest news from Italy. This is a segment we like to call The Hole Report. I actually really love this hole. I think it's a unique hole, and I think it's difficult. And I is going roller. This is a story from The Guardian. What is this, if not magic? The Italian man living as a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> now this just to clear it up before we get to the story this is about a man living as a hobbit on purpose not a man whose life incidentally mimics the lifestyle of a hobbit like mm-hmm. lives in a hole eats seven meals a day and has insanely hairy feet yeah is 230 that describes hundreds of italian people but this is someone who's doing it for Mamma you know, mia. A, a what about the second pasta? <laughs> I don't think he knows about second pasta. I think we're showing incredible restraint here with the racist accents, by the way. Uh, someone. <laughs> we got tagged in an argument on Twitter. Like the podcast uh, got tagged yeah. in it the other day because uh, someone was like, hey, check this out. Here is. Uh, fr- friendly Geordies, friendly Geordies, doing a sort of like racist Indian accent. Uh, and then there were several. Like, well, actually, he was going through like a number of 
<laughs> it's playing the hits. Yep. Uh, and then someone's like, what about Punta Vista? They do racist Italian and Dutch accents all the time. And I was like, that is true. And it's kind of easy to articulate why it's fine with Dutch accents. Mm. And then when you get to Italian ones, it's always a little like... Yeah, the Dutch oh, are God, off the I hook hope they don't have white. a point. Yeah. Arguably the whitest people alive. And that's an yeah. argument that you mm. could mount. I do the line at Sicilians. Not... Oh, <laughs> I had... Mm. Anyway, uh, this <laughs> the story goes like this. Nicholas Gentile, or Gentile, mm. I don't know, a 37-year-old Italian pastry chef, come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> did not just want to pretend to be a hobbit. He wanted to live like one. First, he bought a piece of land in the countryside of Buccianico, near the town of Chieti in Abruzzo, where he and his wife started building their own personal shire from J.R.R. Tolkien's fictional Middle Earth. If you're going to pick a Middle Earth, Mm. choose Tolkien's. I'd Mm. pick Tolkien's, yeah. It's one of the better ones. I'm going to get ahead of this one and just say, this guy rules. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds fucking sick. (laughs) I want to know where he's getting his money from, Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, Then, on the 27th of August, alongside a group of friends and Lord of the Rings fans... Not sure if those are two separate, separate groups. Two separate things? <laughs> hey, I'm so glad you guys could come. And also the Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, all dressed as an elf, a dwarf, a hobbit, a sorcerer, and humans. Sorcerer, I don't know about. He walked more than 120 miles from Chieti to Naples, crossing mountains and rivers to throw the, quote, one ring, a central plot element of the Lord of the Rings saga, into the volcano crater of Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> Wonderful. A 200k walk is pretty good. That's so good. This rules. Like, if he did this over a long weekend and was like, yeah, we walked 15k's, I'd be like, fuck off, you nerd. But he's like, no, me and a bunch of friends in cosplay are walking 200 kilometers. That's astounding. I respect that. That's a long way. That's, yeah, I gotta respect it. Commitment to the bit. Also, Mount Vesuvius, that's so badass. Yeah, it's really cool. God damn it. I'm forced to agree that this guy actually rules a little bit. Uh, Quote, some time ago, I realized that books and films were no longer enough for me to satisfy my passion for the fantasy genre and, in particular, for the Lord of the Rings saga. Gentile. That doesn't sound right. Said, I was still reading about the lives of other people. Yeah, because they're fantasy books. Uh, I decided that I wanted to live my hobbit life to the fullest. In the two hectares of land he bought... He's already built his first house where he lives with his family in hobbit clothes and his doors are also open to visitors. Here, the pastry chef, who has a degree in geology, plans Mm -hmm. to build the caravan of the dwarves, the Green Dragon Inn, and a large version of Bilbo Baggins' house. And so we're talking a normal, a normal size house. Yes. So scaled up, I guess, so that he still feels like a hobbit in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That'd be good, like you uh, make it really big and then you feel very small, like a little hobbit. Yeah, you feel mm. so tiny and worthless. Yeah, <laughs> like anyone could just step on me. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a dragon just pick you up and eat you whole. <laughs> we do that bit any more times, it's going to start ringing some alarm bells, I think. Uh, his goal is to transform this piece of Abruzzo into a hobbit village with an adjoining farmhouse where visitors will be able to live in a magical world, which, according to Gentile, is not too far away from the way people live in Buccianico. 
Over time, I realised that my friends, my relatives, and the farmers of Butchernico have always lived as hobbits. They work like hobbits, carrying out jobs that are all in close contact with nature. They celebrate like hobbits by organising festivals and dances, and even dress up as hobbits. They, they really are living their best life, i got to say. It sounds that so good. That kicks a lot of ass. Mm. In Butchernico, the festival of the Bandaresi is organised every year. Is one of the oldest festivals in Europe, celebrated for almost 500 years, in which people wear medieval clothes, sing songs, dance, and prepare typical local dishes. Those are hobbit clothes, says Gentile. I realise that I have always lived in the Shire. The only thing missing was to become aware of it and build a village. I wanted people to enter my mind, my <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, but That's how it starts. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, you are uh, dressed as a hobbit as well. Um, would you and your wife like to come back to my place for an aperitif? <laughs> <laughs> a hobbit aperitif. <laughs> would you and, you and your wife like to crawl inside my hole? <laughs> in the mud It's very tight, it's very small Oh, come on now <laughs> Many make fun of us Some think I am trying to escape from reality Far from it I am living my dream, my adventure By purchasing that piece of land I have removed it from a reality that I don't like And am shaping it the way I want Yeah, this is so much better than like Escaping reality by going to Disneyland yeah. Or something, right? Like escaping your fucking terrible job by going and participating in a worse form of capitalism uh, versus just hanging out in a field with, with your bots. Yeah, 24 like, you know, hour hobbit cosplay. Pretending to live in the Shire if you are just like spending 12 hours a day harvesting turnips. Yeah, also if you've got yeah. the right fantasy, right? Like if your fantasy is just to fucking kick up your huge stinky feet mm. like mm-hmm. by, a, by a river or something. That kicks ass. That's a great thing to want to do. I mean, like, all of this is a lifestyle that uh, if you removed the dressing up and living as a hobbit part of it, I would respect immensely. Like, what does he want to do? Uh, He wants to smoke a ton of pipe weed. He wants to eat seven to eight meals a day. Mm -hmm. He wants to Mm -hmm. kick up his feet by a river. Uh, He wants to go to a pub where all of his friends are. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that's that's you describing you. What about this guy? This is honestly <laughs> the lifestyle I'm currently living at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good. With those big nasty feet as well. I do have yeah. large nasty feet. Are they hairy? How, you do? Them. How oh, hairy? hairy? Everybody calm down. <laughs> he says his county will be called the Contia Gentile. Gentile. I still, I'm struggling with that. Yeah. It doesn't sound Italian to me. Uh, because no. of a copyright issue. So, like, Warner Brothers or the Tolkien Estate have been like, hey, you can't call your house the Shire. Which seems I shit guess. to me. You should be I able like to. That. Why the fuck yeah. can't you? You can call your house whatever you want. That's the exact <laughs> level of freedom I believe we need. Yep. I think it's a good move we stopped naming houses. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, there's just all the ones around Queensland where it's just like the combination of two names. Mm-hmm. I, I do know that specifically. But you're so far removed from it that it's just like you're living in some random's house and now it's called, like, Glen Rena. No. <laughs> mm. No, that's the first thing to go. Yeah. Or they're all called Dun Roman or whatever. What some are you shit talking like about? Uh, are you yeah, saying yeah. Queensland words? You're saying Queensland well, Queen- words so right Queenslanders now. Queenslanders like to name their houses by combining their first, like, combination of their... F- 
two first names. So yeah. like my oh, so it's just auntie like a and word. uncle's house. Yeah, yeah, my auntie auntie Mandy and Uncle Warren's house was Waranda. Yeah, that's beautiful. No, it's not. Right. That's gorgeous. No. I love that. This is some bizarre Sucks. Queensland behaviour. This is no, it's a very real wild. thing. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I think that the thing that Queensland has for it the most in terms of like a distinct cultural difference to the rest of the states is our houses all look weird and we write weird shit on them. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys have just got fucking, what, S- terrace houses. Eating. And those are awful. Trams. What do you mean you guys? What do you mean you guys? I mean, you know, you southern people, southern folk. Actually, no, the houses in Hobart are all fucking gorgeous. These little workers' cottages, they're all like 100 years old. They're fucking Yeah, and all my colleagues are always like, have you seen the house prices in Hobart? They're fucking crazy now. Look at this house. It's $600,000. I'm like, I mean, like, (laughs) which is a 3,000% increase in what it was before they all became Airbnbs like five years ago. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Uh, Quote, the earth today is threatened by pollution and the climate emergency, which are enemies as fearsome as Sauron. 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 How do you say that? Sauron, Sauron. yeah. Uh, We wanted to show that our land, like Tolkien's Middle Earth, must be saved and protected. That's why we went there to throw the ring. That's why I walked 200 kilometers dressed as a hobbit to Mount Vesuvius because of climate change. 200 kilometers, my goodness. It's a big, big walk. I wonder if you listened to podcasts while I was doing that. Uh, I'm too much of an environmentalist to throw a piece of iron into nature, so I symbolically threw a piece of solidified lava into the crater and gave the ring to a little boy we met. Hey, child. (laughs) You there, boy. Take this ring. No questions. Do not worry about the manner of our dressing. <laughs> now run. Uh, quote, we met a lot of people over the course of those hundreds of kilometers, and the affection they showed us was incredible. The people on the street opened the doors to their houses for us, gave us food, offered to host us in their houses, and let us take a shower. Probably made you take a shower, I suspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this, if not magic? Mm-hmm. Honestly, that, because that's the pull quote they use for the first half of the headline, right? Mm. Which I thought would have been more about the Hobbit lifestyle than about the kindness of strangers. Yeah, and, and the yeah. sort of semi-vagrancy. Yeah, well, that, now it seems to ring a little bit more true for me. That is a nice sentiment that a bunch of people are like, hey, go on in, we'll feed you, we'll give you a couch to crash on. Yeah. That's sweet. You're doing the dream. It's nice. Now, My name's Tom Bombadil. <laughs> and I have the you hottest wife around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they're all sleeping in Tom Bombadil's uh, in the uh, in the barn out the back. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't fuck Tom Bombadil's wife. <laughs> I would beat Tom Bombadil with a lead pipe. <laughs> I don't think he can be killed. Like as far as the law goes, you he's, don't think he's Tom Bombadil the... can be killed? No, he's eternal. He's been around since the first age. Although I. Just, I'm in the middle of a, a reread of The Lord of the Rings at the moment, and uh, Tolkien loves uh, sort of implying that a specific creature is like the oldest living thing, but he keeps doing it. He's like, ah, yeah, okay. like someone will say in a bit of dialogue, Tom D- Bombadil is truly the oldest, and then you get to the two towers, and he's like, yes, Treebeard is truly one of the first living things here, and like. Like yeah, we get it. Everything here is fucking old. Yeah, everything Tolkien. except 
like three of the main characters is a thousand years old. Roast him. Tolkien, you're on notice, sis. <laughs> Get it together, bestie. <laughs> but but it was Tom Bombadil. He was he was one of the oldest. Yeah, well, okay. Treebeard's pretty old as well. Yeah, uh, he seems old. Now that we've paid our respects <laughs> to th- this man and his lifestyle and his friends by saying that it's actually kind of cool, can I point your attention to the two photos that I've included? Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, sort of professional photo. <laughs> photo shoot style of this man who looks a lot like Josh Gad. Uh, <laughs> he does. Dressed as a hobbit, lying on a tree, smoking a pipe, looking dope. But then <laughs> extremely <laughs> weird-looking Italian Gandalf knocking Shitty on his door. Italian, Italian Gandalf. <laughs> I love Italian Gandalf so much. <laughs> he looks kind of confused about being there. <laughs> he does. But uh, that Gandalf costume dope, he's kind of nice with it. He is kind of nice with it. Although... Uh, didn't really do anything about how Gandalf was meant to have crazy ass eyebrows. He's just got he's got quite small I eyebrows. Even, I can't even see him. He looks like Jim Penman. It's <laughs> Giuseppe Penman. <laughs> Giuseppe Gandalf. <laughs> Mithradir, as he was known to the people of Rohan. <laughs> just. <laughs> Papa Dell, as he was known to the people of Italy. Again, Delf the Blanco. Podcasts. They're nature's greatest natural resource, and it's important that they're harvested sustainably. Editing, production, fart sound effects. These are all important resources from our local ecosystems. That's why we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash Vista and pledge five US dollars a month to help support the healthy growth of a homegrown podcast like Bunta Vista. In exchange, you'll get an extra sustainably farmed episode every week, access to our Discord, and a naturally pristine, promo-free podcast feed. Thank you for helping look after one of nature's most precious resources. Now, Theo, you're mm-hmm. going to have to engineer a segue here because well, um, I need to also need to do it without actually giving away what the what the story is as well to retain humor. Um, you know what? Uh, so, Lord of the Rings, um, yeah. like a classic <laughs> mm-hmm. saga, right? Film. But it's it's like yeah, it, but we just keep retelling it. Mm-hmm. Right? You've got the books, you've got the um, cartoons by um, Ralph Bakshi. Ralph Bakshi. Uh, you've got the the movies. You've got the uh, Italian Lord of the Rings movies as well. You think of those Russian ones? Well, Russian ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. ones that are very, very lo-fi. I'd love to watch that one day. I you watched got, the, you got, um, yeah. the Hobbit one while I was fucking stoned out of my mind and it mm. was uh, very unpleasant. <laughs> I would not recommend <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> you got the uh, Lord of the Rings anime. Uh, you got the manga. You got... Um, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And like... You know how you know how Zelda they just tell the same story over and over again in each one as well. You know, mm. have to save the princess, blah blah. blah. Yeah, you got retellings of um, of Shakespeare, Seven Samurais. You know, because the the core story is so good um, that it doesn't matter that you retell it again and again. And I want to tell you um, such a such a cycle of story today. 
Um, and I think it's it's beautiful how this sort of story just repeats and repeats itself and keeps keeps bubbling to the surface, sometimes in exactly the same way. Um, we start off with um, a little story from the New York Post. Robert Steele was an ex-CIA counterintelligence expert and QAnon devotee who was touring the US, quote, to awaken the nation in truth. Vice News interviewed him for a documentary on QAnon, which he called, quote, the single greatest information operation in the history of humanity. Um, quote, when we interviewed him, he refused to wear a mask and claimed he was the first person to call COVID a hoax, tweeted Jack Bryan, who write the Vice documentary QAnon, The Search for Q. As well as being a prominent COVID denier, Steele was reviled for being a known, quote, anti-Semitic conspiracist, according to the Institute for Research and Educational Human Rights. Um, quote, I will not take the vaccination, he says, though I did test positive for whatever they're calling COVID today. He wrote alongside an image that appeared to show him hooked up on a ventilator. Mm. Uh, quote, the bottom line is that my <laughs> lungs are not functioning, he wrote, admitting that even then it had been a near-death experience. Um, we will never be the same because now we know that we've all been lied to about everything, added Steele, who calls himself a former spy and Marine. Marine. Uh, His friend Mark Tarsi revealed the death of the great patron in an Instagram post on Sunday, calling out, quote, very suspicious that Steele died from this, quote, typical respiratory thing, refusing to say the word COVID. Hmm. It is a satisfying narrative arc. I can see why that have, might have become a sort of like a, an oral tradition of story we tell over and over. Over and over. Sometimes yeah. um, days apart, sometimes all within the month of August. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this from The Daily Beast. H. Scott Apley is a Dickinson City Council member and state Republican executive committee member, staunch conservative and devout Christian. But based on his social media activity, Apley didn't believe... COVID was going to affect him or his family. Uh, in mm. May, Apley pr- posted an invitation for a, quote, mask burning being held at a bar in Cincinnati, com- commenting, I wish I lived in the area. A couple of weeks earlier, he posted a news article about giveaways and incentives meant to encourage people to get vaccinated, writing, quote, disgusting. Um, Apley also railed against so-called vaccine passports, which restrict high-risk activities such as indoor dining to the fully vaccinated. Uh, recently, he suggested that the mask mandates in Germany were akin to Nazism, yeah. and which they're not, by the way. That's no. not the mm. like the thing wasn't that the um, that the poles, you know, got to wear masks and 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 survive. Like, you know, they weren't shuffling Jewish people off because they were like sort of. It's sort of a, a very bad. Yeah, it seems almost yeah. impossible to draw a parallel there ter- unless you're terrible. a complete fucking idiot. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, well, good news, Ben. Um, oh. And when uh, former Baltimore Health Commissioner Liana Wen so- celebrated good news this spring about the Pfizer's um, efficacy, a seemingly outraged Apley called her, quote, an en- absolute enemy of the free people. In one of his numerous Facebook posts on the subject, Apley wrote, quote, Question, if businesses start allowing customers and employees to go mask-free uh, with voluntary, um, only with voluntarily providing their vaccination record, uh, in brackets, presumably not a HIPAA violation, and he spelled that H-I-P-P-A, uh, wouldn't that basically involuntarily identify people who have chosen not to get vaccinated? Uh in brackets, which might be indirectly creating a HIPAA 
again, uh, violation, question mark. Uh, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the point that you're not allowed to go in if you're not vaccinated. Mm. I mean, that's sort of the... Yeah. Yep. The thing of it. You'd have to be able to identify them to do that. To Yeah. Yeah. One, one way, it is sort of a binary thing that it's not, it's not yeah. some sort of mystery. Uh, on July 30th, Apple reposted a meme on his Facebook page that said, quote, in six months, we've gone from the vax ending the pandemic to you can still get COVID even if vaxxed to you can pass COVID onto others even if vaxxed to you can still die of COVID even if vaxxed to the unvaxxed mm-hmm. are killing the vaxxed. Simple yep. A to B through... C, D, E, F, and G. It's uh, an odd order to put those letters in. Mm. It sure is. <laughs> uh, Dickinson City Council member and State Republican Executive Committee member H. Scott Aspley, um, Apley, rather, 45, died in a local hospital around 3 a.m. Wednesday, the 4th of August. Uh. Um, he was admitted to the facility in Galveston on Sunday with, quote, pneumonia-like symptoms uh, and was hooked up to a ventilator as, as his condition worsened. Uh, his wife was also infected, the family said. Um, if you don't feel good about um, this, we'll get into that at the end. Cause so hold off feeling hold off bad feeling until bad. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we'll, we'll tell you why it's okay. Uh, and spoiler alert, it's because it's very funny. <laughs> Probably some more, more to that. Dick Farrell, 65, an anti-vaccine right-wing radio host in West Palm Beach, Florida, used his local talk show and social media to rail against Dr. Anthony Fauci, who he called, quote, a power-tripping lying freak, and said that no one should get the coronavirus vaccine. Uh, Farrell wrote in early July, quote, vaccine bogus bullshit, um, S-H-I-D. You're I love man. You're 65. I love, bullshit yeah, I love that bullshit. how they, like, yeah, can't bullshit swear, even farted. though, yeah, yeah. Anti-censorship. Uh, two peeps I know, comma, got vaxxed, uh, comma, now have corona, comma, hospitalized critical. Thank you, Moderna, comma, for nothing. Uh, he erroneously told his followers that they would not need the vaccine if they already had survived COVID-19. Uh, CDC has, or, has advised former coronavirus patients to get vaccinated. All right, I'll just get into it now. Right, the reason this is funny is because they're, the people are literally dying because of these fuckheads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've... Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're like actively if, if making you're, other people die because you're like, ah, if you don't like, need a fucking vaccine, then it, it is yeah. funny, objectively, when you it's, die from COVID. Extremely funny. If your whole thing is like the they the WHO has said, um, we've actually we've actually lost track of all of the tigers, but we're pretty certain that they're uh, in and around um, city areas in America. People are actively getting eaten. And your whole thing was like, uh, first of all, tigers don't exist, but second of all, my immune system makes me uh, completely immune to the effects of tigers. I drink a yeah. ton of milk, so there's no way a tiger could kill me. Couldn't couldn't pierce my brain pan with yeah. its I'm just like, built four different. inch. I'm built different. A tiger could never crush my skull like a pathetic, wet, crunchy meat sack. Um, and then that person then. Uh, gets eaten by a tiger. That that is funny. That's the, it's funny. That's, it's it's cosmic. The the wheel of it's karma. It's the divine turning. comedy. Yeah, that's it's right. also maybe it's nature's the best comedy. thing. The that best they could thing. do to like undo the harm that 100%. they've done. One hundred percent. Yes. Like they, their whole bit for the last you know, forty or fifty years now has just been going on on radio and saying, 
whatever they want. Yeah. Because who's yep. going to stop you? And there's like finally a thing that targets them specifically for doing exactly that thing. Extremely funny. So, glad we got that out of the way. Two days later, he wrote, quote, Why take a vax prompted by people who lied to you, spelt like a teenage texting, uh, all along about masks? He called Fauci Fortchi? Don't get that that's, one That's at all. good. <laughs> I can, I right. can Mixed appreciate these Fauci roasts. <laughs> Uh, and said the infectious disease expert and, quote, power trip lib loons, Democrats were conspiring to make it seem like the pandemic was ongoing. Yeah, so that sure was. More, mm, more power. Hey, uh, that pandemic thing's still going. We think we'd do a better job at it. So maybe vote for us is what he's describing, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the Democrats are sickos. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm know, with them there. Uh, in late June, he wrote, quote, So you think it wasn't a scam-demic? Oh, got it. Damn. <laughs> uh, not one elected Democrat ever tested positive. He called masks, quote, face diapers and, quote, face panties. Uh, Amy mm. Lee Hare, a close friend of Farrell, wrote on Facebook, COVID took one of my best friends, R.I.P. Dick Farrell. Uh, here's the reason I took the shot. Um, he texted me and told me to, quote, get it. He told me this virus is no joke, and he said, quote, I wish I had gotten it. And, Ben, if you can edit in uh, horns.aiff there. Yeah, I'll see what <laughs> I end up doing, but Dumb I would bitch. love to. <laughs> Man, it's so fucking, I don't even know if funny is the right word, but when was this? This was in, like, August, right? Mm. Like, last month, mm. to look at, like, 600,000 deaths in the US and be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Have not but got then, it worked out one one bit by this point. Yeah, and then for you to get very sick and say, "Oh, it's no joke," I would say yeah. that like over half a million deaths would probably, for me, convince me that it was no joke. Mm. Yeah, but like I when, mean, no Democrats wait, got me, it a, apparently, which I don't think yeah. is even true. That can't be true. No, surely not. Um, there's a there's a much less funny angle to to this. Um, there's a subreddit that's like the Herman Cain Award for catching coronavirus for dying of COVID. Oh. <laughs> uh, of course, Herman Cain being the um, presidential nominee for the Republican Party, who was uh, doing all of the same things and then died of coronavirus, and then his account continued to post Continues about why the tweet. virus was fake. Yeah, <laughs> and Amazing. ridiculous. Amazing. Commitment to the bit after you die is like yeah, I love it. Unmatched, uh, but but yeah, that that Reddit is is much more sad with the people that have been lied to by these people going, you know, I'm not getting it, blah blah blah, and then immediately dying. Think, so that's uh, the sad part. It's like a one in five hundred and twenty-five Americans. Yeah, one in every five hundred and twenty-five Americans uh, have died of COVID yeah. since the pandemic started. Yeah, look to your left. Uh, look to your right. Jesus Christ. Look. <laughs> 518 other directions. Uh, if if none of those people have died of coronavirus, uh, you are currently dying of coronavirus. That's right. <laughs> uh, just to finish this one off, from Vanity Fair, um, instead of taking scientifically backed precautions beforehand, Pharrell opted to ask his Facebook followers if, quote, hydroxychloroquine from Canada is safe in early July after stating, quote, 
when a government denies you access to HCQ, obvious they want you dead. Which yeah. is kind of like a joke thing that you would write that, that someone would think about posting. That's a Stuart Lee description of an American. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Not an actual person. Or not anymore, anyway. Uh, Todd Tucker, radio programmer, posted on uh, his Facebook... Um, uh, sorry, radio programmer, host, and mega Trump fan, posted on Facebook, please stop bragging that you got your COVID vaccine. What do you s- want us to say? Congratulations, lab rat. Uh, eye roll emoji, <laughs> looking scared emoji. This is from Ramp247. We were saddened to learn that veteran programmer Todd Tucker, OM of Sendler Broadcasting Group in Alexandria, LA, died Wednesday, August 11th due to complications from COVID-19. He was 60 years old. At press time, Tucker's father, Bob Tucker, and his stepmother, Sydney, were also battling COVID. Jesus. What a nightmare. What are they... What a terrible place. Can I just... Uh, so, in that... The, the the thing that he posted to his Facebook page. Oh, yeah. The two mm. emojis that he's got at the bottom. So, the first one is the sort of eye roll emoji that you would use after saying something sarcastic. But mm. the second one... Is the eyes wide, eyebrows raised with a blush, which to me mm. is the Horny. emoji you would send if, like, yeah, say you were sexting someone and they sent you a picture of their dick and it was like enormously, terrifyingly big. You'd send that, yeah. oh my goodness, oh my I am wide eyed and blushing. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think his emoji game there is a little like that's a strange combination, a little off. Yeah, hmm. uh. From the Miami Herald, Jimmy DeYoung, a Christian radio broadcaster who questioned the COVID-19 vaccines, I wonder if they were a form of government control, died Sunday following a short battle with the virus. Short battle is not a... That's rough. That's pretty rough. It's not good. It's not good. Um, Mark Bernier, who from all accounts seems to have been a gigantic... Sorry, I don't mean to give away that this guy died of coronavirus right out of the gate. What? Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Uh, huge piece of shit um, conservative radio host I've assembled some tweets here um, get this everybody MIT biologist said fear mongering on coronavirus will go down as biggest fraud to manipulate economies and he's got some sort of bullshit link in there from uh, March oh no that's American dates that would be December 2020 uh, mm-hmm. another tweet bombshell lawsuit charges vaccine deaths being concealed Um, Another tweet should say, uh, sorry, this is a quote tweet. Uh, The tweet he's quoting um, is saying, the greatest generation had to defeat the Nazis to preserve our way of life. You're only being asked to get a shot, so be a patriot, turn off the TV and go get vaccinated. Uh, And his normal take on this is, uh, that should say, quote, now the US government is acting like Nazis, get the shot. Uh, Again, it doesn't work. That's what the mm. Nazis did, right? They made people get vaccinations. They made people get healthcare. <laughs> I've never read a single book in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he won't. Um, from the Daily Beast, Mark Bernier, 65, who had characterized himself as, quote, Mr. Anti-Vax, uh, on his weekday WNDB. Is there a Mrs. Anti-Vax? Uh, I think so. Um, I'm sure uh, there is. Widowed. Um, WNDB radio show from Daytona Breach uh, died after a three-week fight against the virus. Station officials announced late Saturday. This from News Channel 5, conservative talk radio host Phil Valentine. 
voiced skepticists. I'm worried about their radio hosts. R.I.P. Daddy. Uh, <laughs> My only father. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> it's just I don't want you to you're in the you're in the movie theater yelling out potential endings at the screen, Lucy. Oh. Over you're gonna do something your crazy? huge <laughs> norks. Um, <laughs> conservative talk radio host Phil Valentine <laughs> voiced skepticism about the COVID-19 vaccine and December 2020 tweeted, quote, I have a very low risk of A, getting COVID and B, dying, <laughs> dying of it if I do. Well, that's the thing about one in a million chances. They happen, <laughs> they happen one every, in every hundred times. Yeah, if Why you're are you a conservative tempting fate? Mate, Okay. Why would Why I? Why would you tweet? I will never die of COVID. Like a piano will to. never fall on me. <laughs> yeah, you're asking for it. <laughs> well, why would I risk getting a heart attack or paralysis by getting the vaccine? Good he point, even, Phil. He even recorded a parody song, "Vax Man," <laughs> mocking the vaccine. Uh, I wish we had that ju- ready to go right now. <laughs> oh, I wish we had that ready in the chat to well. go. If only we had the technology and a soundboard mm-hmm. that worked, but Andrew's not here, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, in July, he told his audience he had COVID and expected to be back soon. But later updates from family and friends indicated how serious it was. Valentine's, Valentine's brother said Phil regretted not being more pro-vaccine and wrote, if he got back on the radio, he would encourage people to get vaccinated. According to family, Valentine fought hard but was unable to beat the virus. Fuck him. Fuck him. If only he had some kind of vaccine. If only there was something you could just go and... Yeah. You're vaxxed. Like, there's a lot to be said for the fact that a lot of people's hesitancy to get the vaccine and to use the normal treatments for things is that, like, the the issues that have brought them to this place are structural, right? That there are other forces acting on them other than just having, like... Yeah. Bad yeah. souls and brains, you know. These are the, just straight up bad brains. But these are fucking these people are the, these who are, the are forces. doing it. These are the forces, yeah. They, these, you know, they have their own perverse incentives to be like this, but they are essentially killing people for profit at this point. Like, yeah, you know, the fucking... It, it makes sense for them to do this crazy heightened point of view thing uh, because that's what gets people to listen. You get nut jobs in on it and, you know, it's like the extremes of anything make media popular, which is why only crazy YouTube videos get views and whatever. But, like, these people yeah. are just nakedly leaning into that for money, for success, yep. uh, and they're horrible fucking bastards. And Fuck yeah. something that something that I sort of point, saw pointed out a few times on Twitter was that there seems to be a rank that you reach where, so you're all kind of crawling around in the crab bucket, right, with the rest of your horrible conservative crabs, and there's a mm. point where you get enough money, enough reach that they scoop you out of the bucket, and Rush Limbaugh kind of, like, takes the cigar out of his mouth, um, says, you know, I'll never die of, you know, smoking, but by the way, uh, everything else is fake and we don't actually believe it, and these guys are still down in the bucket. Yeah, where they don't realize that it's all fake. Um, that it's that like the bit is just a bit. They believe it. They're like, no, no, no. Uh, we actually have completely wasted brains. Um, we're 
you know that picture of the crab um and it's about to get and sorry to to anybody I, I, the, the picture is is awful but he's about to get his uh brain snipped off sure have you ever seen that no, i don't know I if don't i've seen that no. they're they're after that yeah okay yeah once their brain's been snipped they've had a little yeah. little brain snip and then they push him back in the big swinging chair they go on radio and yep. they say everything's fake don't believe it nothing matters uh, and then they die of coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. And then hopefully some people, I, I mean, I'm sure that for every person who's like, oh, fuck, I do need to start taking this seriously. There's people that are more galvanized who are just like, oh, now the new world order is killing off all the radio hosts. Yeah. You know? And it's not well, just like the, the first yeah. one. And in this, it's like, oh, isn't it weird how all of the people that aren't vaccinated are dying now? Isn't it weird yeah. how the people who so weird. never stayed inside uh, were, like, going out on purpose and yeah. having fucking... Having you know, coughing parties. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of posts like that where it's like one of these people dies after saying that COVID's fucking fake. And it's like, isn't it just interesting that they died? It's so weird. Is it so weird? And that, and that none of them, none of the people that are being vaccinated are being killed off. Isn't yeah. it odd that the people that mm. say that you shouldn't wear seatbelts keep dying in car accidents? Mm. So strange. So odd. The government's doing it. I wish my brain was that much mush. Like, it would I'm be blissful. Honestly, oh, so My brain's good. pretty mush, but it doesn't <laughs> present in these ways. Yeah, it's the wrong yeah. kind. That, like, yeah, I get same. the wrong kind of mush in there. Yeah. <laughs> It actually sucks, no, though. Like, there's no reasoning with these people. There's nothing that you can no, do to convince no. these people that are so far down the rabbit hole because any kind of fact is just, you know, dismissed as the mainstream media. Like, scientists yeah. are in the mainstream media. <laughs> any sort of, like, emotional appeal is dismissed as you just being, like, brainwashed. Like, yeah. I genuinely... Virtue uh, signaling. Cetera, I don't know what the fucking answer is here. And, like, no. so many of these people have been clinging onto this for so long... That it's impossible to imagine that they'll suddenly have this brain snap where they're like, oh, wait a damn second. Yeah. Mm. A, a friend of mine uh, was talking to me about how his dad got into QAnon at some point. Uh, yeah. Because his dad, who previously had not been a very internet person, started joining a bunch of like conservative Facebook groups and stuff and ended up getting into Q shit. And then after uh, the like, January 6th election stuff and then Biden eventually just taking office and none of the Q stuff coming to bear. He was just like, huh. Huh. Yeah, I, I guess that was a bit of a G up, huh? <laughs> really? And, like, that was his entire reaction to it was just being like, oh, wow, that was, uh, yeah, none of that was true. Whoopsie he just did. had the, that moment of just being like, I guess that was bullshit. But I, I think he maybe wasn't ever fully invested into it is just like you know as an australian guy watching this shit from afar and being like something going yeah. on there and they're being like oh no a lot of sense no, i don't think there is Man, it's weird i just i don't know what you do you I just have to levels. hope that you can like yeah. intervene at early stages so often my mum, who is a boomer that doesn't understand the internet that much will come to me and be like did you hear they're banning barba black sheep and like shit like that where oh, i'm like man. Yeah, like my mum has otherwise. I've told so many people about that one specifically in person. I've been like, it was like one kindergarten class in the UK 10 years ago or whatever. And it's that every week. Like it wasn't specifically that one. (laughs) It was something my mum came to me with and I was like, all right. Like she's a smart person. And I was like, 
Like you need to just look at like where did that come from? Look at that news story. Was it from one person or are they trying to ban you saying that word? And like I think you can kind of intervene at early stages like that, but then once yeah. they're deep in a rabbit hole, you're you're fucked. Yeah, that's there's a certain kind of media literacy where you just have to be like, uh, nearly everything you see is a slight misrepresentation of what actually happened because you kind of have to exaggerate to get traffic. So yeah, and that's then what it I explained. Out of control. Yeah, pretty much. It's great. It's good. Our parents are all going to be just very completely cool cooked. World. Cool world. No, great. Doesn't your Not mom listen though. to this podcast? I I doubt she's she used to, but I I doubt she's listening to it regularly. If so, well, if hi, you mom. Are. <laughs> Hello. Learn to How are you doing? learn to look for sources in your media. Hmm. Just double check. <laughs> just a quick double check. Just a little quick. Just just Google what you've read in one Daily Mail story. Just cross check. You know. Don't read the fucking Daily Mail. That's the start. Just don't at all. That's where you went wrong. So that story of people who keep saying COVID is fake and then dying of COVID is probably a a, a story that we're going to be returning to over and over and over again. Hmm. And speaking of returning to things, it's time to go back to a segment that we have already done so far, but I didn't put one after the other for some reason in the notes. We're going back to the whole report. I actually really love this hole. I think it's a unique hole, and I think it's difficult, and I think it is going roller. And... We don't want to put all your holes in one basket. You don't want to have two holes right next to each other. That'd be terrible design. <laughs> Uh, this is a story from the website Live Science, or perhaps Live Science. Mm, live Science. Live Science. Live Science. <laughs> live Mass. Uh, first preserved dinosaur butthole is, quote, perfect and, quote, unique, paleontologist says. That's a mirror. That's a mirror. Pa- paleontologist says is uh, a crazy way to lead off this story because presumably it's about a new scientific development but you have made the story that one paleontologist has described a butthole as perfect <laughs> which is nice <laughs> yeah uh, they're trying to be funny with it but I also don't hate the framing either no sure I mean honestly I respect the hustle the first <laughs> dinosaur butthole ever discovered is shedding light where the sun don't shine yeah having fun with it the discovery reveals how dinosaurs use this multi-purpose opening, <laughs> scientifically known as a cloacal vent, for <laughs> pooping, peeing, breeding, and egg-laying. <laughs> it's really oh, an all-in-one hole. Yeah. That's what the cloaca is for. <laughs> it's for everything. Yeah, well, the question is what, what um, the cloaca isn't for. I'm glad I've got two holes. You know? Yeah, I'm happy mm. with my current number of holes. Mm. I'm not I also about have the normal amount. Removing yeah. or adding any at this point. I wouldn't like just one hole. That'd be upsetting. <laughs> I don't think that's on the cards for you unless something really fucking horrible happens. So you're probably fine. Unfurcated uh, anus. I will never get a cloaca. This is me <laughs> saying, saying it on the podcast. I will never have a cloaca. <laughs> unfurcated is like the opposite of. Bifurcated? Anti-furcated? I don't know. <laughs> mm. Although this dinosaur's caboose, come on now, shares some characteristics with the backsides of some living creatures, it's also a one-of-a-kind opening. <laughs> the research is found. <laughs> Anatomy is unique. Study lead researcher Jacob Vinther, a paleobiologist at the University of Bristol in the United Kingdom, told Live Science. 
It doesn't quite look like the opening on birds, which are the closest living relatives of dinosaurs. It does look a bit like the back opening on a crocodile, he said. But it's different in some ways. Hey, you know you know a bird's arsehole? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nothing like that. None of this yeah. is helping me. I don't think stop I've looking, ever looked at a bird's about arsehole. A bird's arsehole. <laughs> Do you know a crocodile's arsehole by any chance? Uh, oh, now I never speak my language. Well, it's no, like well, that, it's, but different. It's sort of different, though. <laughs> Uh, it's it's its own cloaca, shaped in its perfect, unique way. Vintha said. <laughs> oh, I can't believe the uh, they're finally just like quoting the theme song for this. <laughs> Someone as enthusiastic about holes as we are. The well-preserved booty belongs to the dinosaur Sitacosaurus. Sitacosaurus. Mm-hmm. A bristly-tailed, Labrador-sized, horn-faced dinosaur, meaning it was a relative of Triceratops. Previously, Venter and his colleagues had studied the Cetacosaurus specimen found in China to determine its skin colour. And at the time, he noted that its nether regions were preserved. Hey, does that look like a dinosaur's arsehole to you? I just feel like you don't have to be euphemistic if you're talking about dinosaur junk. Yeah. Damn, baby, that arsehole looks well-preserved. (laughs) <laughs> you got an asshole of easily someone 350 million years younger than you Damn bitch, that asshole been in amber for the past several thousand years <laughs> Then I got a chance to look at the specimen again up close And suddenly realised, oh my god The cloaca is actually quite well preserved And we can actually see some anatomy that I didn't think we could see <laughs> Said. What, is there, what is there to see in a hole? Yeah, what is there? It's a, uh, uh, well, you know, gaze into a hole and you also gaze into yourself. Uh, so he took yeah. a closer look with study co-researchers Robert Nichols, a paleo artist, and Diane Kelly, an expert on vertebrate penis, <laughs> on vertebrate penises <laughs> and copulatory systems at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. You've got to do what you love. Oh, my God, it's so yeah. good. So what do you do? Dinosaur dicks. <laughs> And also whatever other bits they use for fucking. You ever fucking heard of dinosaurs? Yeah, you have. You ever heard of their dicks? <laughs> you ever seen a bird's asshole? Well, it's nothing like that. <laughs> None of the reproductive soft tissues, like a penis, were preserved. Maybe on your body. Uh, so the researchers can't say whether the dinosaur was male or female. Even so, this dinosaur likely had copulatory sex. Unlike some birds that bump butts when they do a cloacal kiss during reproduction. That is so upsetting. It's so upsetting to me. So they're doing like a... Sorry, a what? They're scissoring a little bit. They're scissoring their cloacas together. Cloacal kiss. They're doing a cloacal kiss. One of the most romantic gestures Mm. you can do. It's very intimate. Uh, To get a more complete picture of Psittacosaurus... I'm going to struggle with that every time. Psittacosaurus. Yeah. Uh, get a more complete picture of Psittacosaurus's cloacal vent, Kelly compared it with those of living land vertebrates. The vent is the opening, and the cloaca, which comes from the Latin word for sewer, <laughs> is the muscular chamber behind it. <laughs> Don't call it muscular. That's weird. I think they mean How that much it you lifted, you know, <laughs> possesses muscles, not so much that it's, like, stacked. Uh, <laughs> Based on its preserved anatomy, the opening could have either been horizontally oriented, like a bird's, or vertically oriented, like a crocodile cloaca, she said. 
Moreover, the team noticed that the outer regions of the cloaca were covered with a dark shade of melanin. Perhaps this darkly pigmented area was a type of visual display similar to bright red butts seen in baboons, the researchers said. Now they're just getting fun with it, I think. They are. Yeah, their assholes could have been for, like, you know, Sean Donovan's or whatever. We don't, we don't know. That's... They might have been neon orange. Who fucking knows? Uh, the reddish-brown Psittacosaurus was countershaded, meaning it had a dark back and a light underside, so its pigmented posterior would have stood out, he said. This dark melanin may have also provided antimicrobial protection. The pigmented lobes on each side of the dinosaur's anal opening might have held musk-secreting glands, the researcher added. These glands are found in both male and female crocodilians, and in those creatures, they release a fatty, smelly substance during courtship. Kelly told Life Science. Mm. Ah, they secrete Polish food. (laughs) 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 Oh... Yeah. <laughs> Just like in most land vertebrates, except for mammals, which have more than one hole for defecation, urina- urination, and reproduction, this dinosaur used its hole for everything, which explains. Oh, come on! Come which on, explains man. why researchers found a fossilized poop in its butt. <laughs> Just word this in any other way. Grow up. It's like a Swiss army knife of excretory openings, Vintha said. It does everything. That's truly beautiful. Thank you so much for reading that That article for us. A nice whole report. That is a very thorough whole report. Learn more about a whole preserved whole report. God damn. (laughs) Well, I think that's about everything we've got time for this week. (laughs) Uh, What do we have? A bunch of guys dying. We had a a butthole in detail. Yeah, we did. And an Italian guy. And then we had another Italian guy. And that's basically uh, a typical episode that's what the of this show podcast. Is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check out the merch shop. Subscribe if you haven't already. We need that cash. I'm buying a new car, so, you know, Falcon's on its way out. Better subscribe. We'll catch you next week. And until then, stay frosty.